0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for another day and another trading week, so it's time for the opening. And this morning, I'm speaking to Nick Kunza from Sunland Private Wealth. Nick, it's got a sort of a funny feeling about it this week. Of course, we have this sort of Damocles of the US unemployment data, I think, coming out on Friday. So people will be relatively circumspect when it comes to trading. But what's your view of the week ahead? Good morning, mm-hmm. by the way.
1: Morning, Lindsay. Well, just morning, morning, morning. Just to start correction, we have uh, July the 4th, Independence Day of Celebration. So Friday actually a holiday. Oh, so, so they're not doing it. push that. It. Friday jobs now becomes a Thursday jobs. Yes. So we've got a Thursday job. So four days, a day earlier for that sort of day. But, um, yeah, it's, it's got a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a cautious sort of start to the day today. I mean, we've obviously everyone's been... Re- the, the COVID um, nineteen increases in cases in America, including those southern states, uh, over the weekend is looking pretty precarious to say the least. Uh, and then just to add on to that, the uh, late yesterday, Chesapeake Energy, which were, I guess, they were the pioneers of of sort of shale gas in the states. Uh, they certainly did. They were, without a doubt, one of the early uh, guys that started it. They filed for bankruptcy yesterday, too. Mm. So I think we started then, of course, uh, into holdings that Property Company, also long-established history. That's a file that got delisted on Friday. So uh, quite a bit of sort of corporate news where the economy is starting to knock them. And then, of course, you've got the the, the global problems too. So there's there's a, certain, there's a definite sense of caution about this morning's Monday trade.
0: Yes, indeed. I, I put a tweet out an hour or so ago and, and saying, look, the the market suddenly started to tick down. And when I say the market, I mean the S&P 500 futures. They had gone down from being up a, a few points to to down 10. Now they're up 10 again, up 0.4%. It's, it's almost as though this week people are jostling for position because – I suppose the major influence is this massive, massive spike in coronavirus cases in the United States of America. I think 13 states are up by between 10 and 50 percent, another dozen or so up by over 50 percent. And it just shows you the opening up doesn't work. Whether that means that they should lock down again, I don't know. But something's going on there. And it's politically important, I think.
1: It is, and I guess it boils back to earlier conversations we've had. Is, is that no one really knows how to position yourselves from a market point of view at the moment? Um, you know, this. I mean, obviously, this. I mean, there's no real basis of comparison to to a lockdown like it. You know, none. Nothing within our lifetime anyway. Um, and I guess that's the hard part now, is at what point do you, on one side, weigh up the, the opening of the economy? And certainly some of those last, uh, i say, 10 days or so, the bounce back has been been pretty substantial, things like retail sales, uh, things like manufacturing. I mean, this week already we've got some, uh, I think on Thursday, also Wednesday, we've got some US manufacturing numbers. Uh, we've got some Chinese manufacturing numbers also couple expect to be above 50. So you've got this certainly a, a, a positive bounce back in the reopening. But where the bets sort of are basically come off is, is what happens then if we have to close down again. And, and that's always been my concern for a while is, is that the the playbook of, of the central banks around the world have, have been for throw money at the problem. Uh, we get through the, this pandemic and we open up on the other side. There's, no, there's nothing being factored in to shut down again and then close off. So that's my concern. And, you know, and, I, and I'm not quite sure how to play it. But I think the, with the SPs having this real tussle at the moment between the bulls and the bears around mm. the 3,000 level, uh, I imagine this might play a little bit for a while.
0: Okay. Well, we can look forward to that. Let's have a look at the uh, stock exchange news service this morning. Uh, 705 Ribosis Property Fund Limited down six and two thirds percent at the moment. We don't need to get onto that one unless uh, that's one of your favorites. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, nothing. In fact, if you could go back to Friday. because well, big I'll, one. Yeah, go on.
1: I was going to say the big one today, especially for South African investors, is NASPAS and process, But it'll be out sometime mid-morning. Mm. So that's the big data point for us this morning.
0: Okay. They normally... Go we back to Friday? Uh, Nespers, no, just sorry. Nespers normally comes out with the results in the afternoon. Or is this a trading update or what is
1: it? No, this is, this is, this is full year results uh, due out at some point today. Uh, I have been told NASPERS is coming out first and in process, obviously, with the 10-cent holding that comes out uh, afterwards so respecting Naspers first across the wires
0: okay they used to do it on a Friday afternoon and they used to do it at around about three o'clock but uh, obviously they've they've changed that now that the mm. uh, company has become process and Naspers in conjunction but anyway okay we look forward to that one uh, obviously people were on tenterhooks because of that because of its massive weighting 22 23% of the all share top 40 uh, index but let's go back to Friday what happened on Friday because unfortunately I wasn't here and we didn't speak was there any any action? Any JSC action?
1: Well, yeah, let's, I mean, let's give a quick let's give a quick synopsis for Friday. I mean, Friday's trade was not a great day. I mean, if you look at the markets on Friday, certainly from a JSC point of view, um, I mean, all shared down about half, about half percent on the week, roughly. Uh, on the day, the rand was the big turning point for me. It was down over a percent against the dollar. Hmm. Uh, late Friday, we had some Fitch report that came out, uh, basically uh, quite. Uh, Damning on, on Finance Minister Titi Mumbai and his supplementary budget, uh, basically saying the doubt that he can achieve what he wants, which I kind of second that. So there's a general risk off mood on, on the sort of JSE trading. And then going into the US markets as well, uh, also a, a little bit of that softer feel. I mean, um, you might have missed the story, but it was certainly the, the talking point on the JSC, and I imagine in London as well was into. Uh, that particular share, which has been on the Bourse for over a decade, I mean that's got a huge history behind it with uh, with uh, with Donald Gordon and, and the original um, Liberties, Lindsay. You would remember that. Yes, I would. Um, but they fa- but they but they eventually came out and and uh, the Mar- they were down seventy two percent on the day <laughs> before the board came and suspended trade, and of course that suspension at seventy three, and eventually closed down at twenty three cents. Bearing in mind. I mean, this stock, I mean, this stock was down, and it was 70, 80 rand or something like that at one point. Um, and, of course, then they came out and they said uh, KPNG had been appointed as an administrator. They, they basically failed to secure an agreement to defer its payments. So they've, they've gone bust, in other words. Rand. They've gone bust. Well, they've got 100 billion rand in debt, and the market cap is 350 mil. I mean, go do the maths. It's it, There's no… Uh, You're not coming out of that.
0: I love the way that KPMG and all the other people put uh, spins on this this thing, the the chartered accountants and everything. The company is bust.
1: Look, there's going to be some – A company's bust, and there's going to be some burned fingers out there because uh, about 20% of Intu shares before it was suspended on Friday is still owned by SA institutions and individuals. Uh, I believe Coronation Fund Manager is the second biggest shareholder. That's off the Peel Group. Which has about ten percent of that company, uh, local company. Investec holds about six percent. The Gordon family six. I think, I think a lot of fund managers have some exposure to this because it was such a, a good success story back in the day. Mm. So once again, another not not a great story of another failure of a share on the on the JSE, and, and I guess also a reflection of the tough times we we're in. There.
0: Okay, and so they, no-
1: look, they did hit a perfect storm: Brexit, retail sales, COVID, you name it. Um, they're in a tough
0: position. And inability to adjust to changing retail trends is one changing thing that I will throw, throw in right at the end there. Okay, let's have a look at the markets now. Dollar Rand yep. 1721. British Pound against the Rand 2129. The Euro Rand is 1937. And the Euro Dollar is 112.50. On Friday in the United States, the Dow Jones was down 2.8%, but it's bounced back slightly this morning with the futures. Uh, but it's a tentative bounce. It's up about a quarter of a percent, or rather the futures are up mm-hmm. a quarter of a percent. S&P on Friday was down 2.4%, NASDAQ down 2.6%. It wasn't a very nice session in the last hour or so, I must admit. In the far east this morning, Tokyo down 2.3%, Shanghai a 0.6% loser, Hang Seng down over 1%, and the all share in Sydney down 1.6%. Gold price, it's still bubbling there. It's, still, it's doing, doing okay. It's established itself a new range. It's down a couple of dollars to 1769 but Platinum is up 6 to 8.15. Where's Palladium, please, Nick?
1: Uh, Palladium is currently down point, sorry, up 0.2%, uh, 1,870, so bouncing back a little bit.
0: On the oil markets, the West Texas Intermediate Crude is 1.4% weaker, or 55 cents, down to 37.91. Brent Crude Oil is $40.42 per barrel, down around about 1.5%. What's the diary looking like this week, apart from what we've said, what you've corrected me on, because I forgot it was July the 4th, we've got an unemployment number on Thursday because it's a holiday on Friday. So what else have we got locally in particular?
1: Well, locally like in particular, uh, tomorrow for me, there's not a huge amount locally, but tomorrow's a big one for me. That's the Africa's GDP number. Hmm. It is the first quarter, so it is only up until the end of March. Uh, market looking for a drop of 4.5%. That's the consensus view. Uh, I think it's a little bit optimistic. But, uh, you know, these days, you know, if, if you're not reporting from a week ago with the changes in COVID, it's, it's a bit obsolete. But, it's first quarter GDPR of South Africa tomorrow. Um, and then we mentioned the offshore non-farm numbers. Uh, and then Germany unemployment numbers on Wednesday is also quite a, a decent uh, data point as well.
0: Okay. Any corporate news coming out this week? I mean, obviously, into the big one on Friday, as you've referenced. Yeah, this, Any, there's, obviously, there's, today, NASPERS and process.
1: NAS was in process today. Barla World as well this week. Um, there's also, uh, I think, memory says, Long for Life, uh, Brian Joffrey's new company. Uh, they're also reporting this week, either tomorrow or Wednesday. So there's a couple, there's a couple of local mid caps that are reporting.
0: I haven't mentioned the bond market because I've been sort of shunting that aside, because uh, since we had our Tuesday trade, I was long of the yield short of the bond market. And that was around about 9.33. It's now 9.14, which is strange because of the movement in the Rand. I would have thought it would be more or less back to where I, I sold the blasted thing. But anyway, what do you make of the bond market?
1: I think it's just what we've spoken about before, you know the market's just hunting for this yield It's real interest rates are attractive in South Africa For now, um it's not sticky money and it, and for now, they're buying it relative to to a certain places looking for a bit of a a, a yield but um uh, you know I'd also also get the sense you've got to put that in mind there's, there's a much weaker dollar theme playing out. I mean the dollar index is has been grinding lower for about three weeks now. Uh, and over the weekend, what happens is is they provide the Commitment of Traders report. I'm not sure if any of your listeners are aware of it. I'm sure Lindsay, you know about it. The CFTC um, Commitments the, of
0: Traders report, which is which in the old correct. days
1: used to be almost like a a bible, and you could you could trade on it. It was such a big number, hundred mm. percent. Look, things are in this real time world. That I don't know how relevant it is, but I always look at it on the weekends. It it shows the open interest in in the, the contracts at the CME and and uh, the, the commodity exchanges. Uh, in, the one that stood out for me this, uh, over the weekend was that the short dollar positions amongst sort of large funds and speculators is the largest it's been in almost two years. So I think that's quite telling. And that, that ties into the into why we've been watching this gold price and you've been seeing a grand higher as well. Uh, that's that short dollar theme. I think we're going to see that continue to play out. Anyway, cut kind of long story short, I think that's the beneficiary of why we're seeing the RAND currently at 17.21, even given those damning sort of comments from Fitch and, and why the bond yields are a Little bit upside down, This should be close, probably a little bit weaker than they are.
0: Top five major moves on the JSE this morning after half an hour of trading. Capital and counties up seven and a third percent, flying in the face of the into problems from Friday. Techstainer up 2.6 percent, Sibanye still water up two and a half, Altron a 2.2 percent winner, Harmony up nearly two percent on the downside. Redefined down 4.2 percent, Sassel a 2.8 percent downer, BidCorp down two percent. ABN Bev down nearly two percent, and Oceana down one point six percent. Anything else you're seeing there, Nick?
1: No, just that Sogo uh, Sun is is and is back near that the bottom, down three and a half percent. Obviously, a lot of people are still dissecting the news. Sun International looking like they're going to have to, going to do a rights issue and raise funds. So a lot of sort of. Uh, on the local tourism industry. And I think we're going to keep on seeing them grand lower until, some, until we open up here in South Africa anyway.
0: Nick, thanks so much for your time. But before you go, just give us the JSC indices in these early stages of trading on a Monday morning.
1: Yeah, so this Monday, a bit of a muted start, Lindsay, but we have the offshore anyway in the green, up 0.16%, uh, 83 points, 53,731. JSC top 40.1% firmer, up 26 points, 25 at... Uh, uh, forty-nine thousand five hundred thirty-three. Uh, Looking at individual indices, we have technology shares leading us higher by half a percent. Healthcare having a good day, up point three seven. Energy shares two. Financials also with a stronger ran That index up a uh, point. 2% as well. On the downside, telecommunications leading us lower down 0.76%, consumer non cyclicals, rounding off on the downside, down by 1.46%.
0: Nick, thanks so much for your time this morning. That was the opening with Nick Kunza from Sunland Private Wealth, and he'll be back with me for the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors, and do not reflect the policy, position,